Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. <laughs> I just got a look at myself in the camera <laughs> and I look like I'm in some weird, like, beanie Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. You look like you're playing the chick from Recess. I think that's the name of the cartoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> I turned to look to the camera. <laughs> okay, yeah, from your angle, I see it now. I look like I'm in a beanie Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little cap. It doesn't look like that in person. Oh my god, I gotta switch this thing down. This is scary looking. Um, I bought this at Ur- Urban Outfitters really like cute. six months ago. No, like, yeah, like seven months ago. And I remember because it was like the day my mom got diagnosed and with her, you know, second round of tumor. And I was living like the carefree, happiest moments of my life. It was like everything was under control. I was going to Tom Brady's like new facility opening and I needed a jacket. So I went to H&M and I found this lime green beanie. And I was like, damn, that thing's cute. I want that. And it then is I never really wore cute. it. 
It's really cute. And I've never worn it because every time I put it on, I think I look like a weirdo. And then this morning I was like, I'm going to be the weirdo today. <laughs> you don't look like a weirdo. Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> I'm here for it. Welcome back to Better Together. Uh, because when you know better, you get better. I feel <laughs> like we need to put the Better Together logo on that beanie. I mean, we really should. Actually, this could be a good logo. It's a good one. Better Together logo beanie. Okay. Our quote of the day, nothing in life is to be feared. Oh, boy. Funny day to have that quote stuff. I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> Corona I'm trying to be positive over the virus. Nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. Yes. Yes, Marie Curie, whoever you are. <laughs> thank you for that because I am pretty scared of the coronavirus. <laughs> you say whoever you are to Marie Curie? Yeah, who's Marie Curie? She's uh, dead. <laughs> Dead. I have no idea who she is. Steve, yeah, very. I don't know. So tell me, Physicist, so I can get better. Nobel Prize winner. Um, she died in 1934. So I don't think anyone's going to knock you for not knowing, except for Stephen, <laughs> our resident. Stephen, we can't drag Maria. She's yeah. famous for having like died due to radiation research and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. How do you know all of this? Where do you put all of She's this? She's a Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> do you know every Nobel Prize winner? I don't, but I'm I'm glad that I'm not going to say the joke that I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, don't, because if you're censoring yourself, it's that bad. Yeah, that's true. But Maria, this it. is why we searched long and hard for a guest today to hopefully give us some information and let yeah. us not... So I told Steph that I really, really, really was inspired to do an episode on the coronavirus for everybody because I'm inspired to find out for myself. And that's usually how we come up with show ideas. And so I found myself the other morning waking up thinking, what products are made in China? Because I don't want any of them. (laughs) Like right now, things are contaminated. And I started to think like that. And then I was thinking about the local Italian deli down the street that imports from Italy. And I'm like, shit, I don't want to go there either. And I know this sounds a little crazy and it's very extreme, but it led me to think we do really need realistically to start thinking about how we prepare ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Better to have been prepared and not have had the opportunity then obviously the opposite. I agree. And so I'm a preparer. You guys remember in the fires, I was packed and ready to go. And Kevin was laughing at me. So if he was here right now, he would be laughing at me, just so you know. Because every time I tell him this stuff, he thinks I'm being a hypochondriac or a crazy person. But I don't think that. I think that I'm just trying to be prepared and I'm not trying to scare anybody. Um, I just want us to to think ahead, right? Yeah. And so we brought on... Uh, to the show, Dr. Leanna Wen. She is an emergency physician, a public health leader. She has been on every talk show uh, at this point talking about how to prevent the spread and how you can prepare yourself. And you know, when you have someone in your household that's sick, like my mom, you have to think of these things, right? Like I have my dad, I'm, I'm already thinking about getting supplies for them so that God forbid something happened. You know, it, it's scary, it's really, really scary. Um, I, I think back to the hurricanes when Bethany Frankel, I was helping her a little bit with her uh, her mission to just help restore life and order. And she's like, I have diabetics and they have no medication and they're dying, literally dying because we can't get the medication. 
And I don't want to be in that position. Yeah. And so I have to start thinking ahead and I want everybody to think ahead. And also when you know better, you do better. Right. And I think, you know, it's kind of the moral of our show and, um, and just being prepared mentally for anything. Yeah. I, and every, every news site that I'm reading from is saying that it's not, you're not being too extra to be prepared because the worst thing is that you get sick and then you're quarantined and you don't have access to anything or you or someone in your house is sick. So it's just better to know what is going on. Also, there's such an influx of information yeah. all the time that I'm happy that we're just getting one solid person to let us know. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. But first, we have to talk about a lot of other important things. Actually, before we get to the important things like Love is Blind, 90 Day Fiance, and then my crazy weekend where my foot... Guys, I really pushed the limits of my body the other day, and I did way too much for a good cause. Helped raise $18 million to stop sex trafficking on behalf of Tony Robbins and his birthday. And I'll tell you the craziest, most unbelievable story you guys are going to hear. It's It was a really amazing moment. Um, but I came home, and my left foot was so cramped that every toe when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity (laughs) and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. It was going in a different direction. And cur- it was like, I was so dehydrated, overworked or whatever. I couldn't walk and then it was spreading up my ankle and then up my leg. And Kevin couldn't contain it even with his massage. And finally I was like, I need drugs. (laughs) I found an old um, muscle relaxer from my surgery and I took it and knocked myself out and that was it. Um, Worth it. Well, because I researched what helps with foot cramps and I'm – already knee deep in an Epsom salt bath for my feet thinking, okay, I I know that's going to help. And then later, I mean, it was the most excruciating thing. When you see your toes going in multiple directions, I can't, I should have taken a picture. It was surreal, but I was in so much pain. Um, Anyhow, we'll get to that stuff. But um, Steven, I know we want to share with everybody our mission here on the show outside of helping to inform you on things that we um, think is important. We really want to make this an ad-free show with your help. So thank you to everyone who is migrating over to Patreon and becoming part of our community over there. Um, we're going to be able to do so much more when we are completely ad-free. And so anybody who's listening to this, if you love the show, join us on Patreon. Just click on the link in the summary 
and you can join at any level. It can be $5, it can be $10, whatever you can do, um, we would greatly appreciate. Um, and of course, we have a few reviews we want to get to really quickly, and then we'll continue on with the chat. Yeah, we have reviews. Let me just go ahead and play my theme music. Oh, Stephen, here we go. Pick your best ones because we got a lot to get to today. All right, I'm going to pick one long one and one quick one. Let's go ahead and knock it out and start with Abra Mama of Five. Love this very informative episode with Alyssa Goodman. Funny and real, so helpful as well. Thank you. That was the quick one. Nice. That wasn't the long one. The long one is from LeJag66. Lovity love love. I just recently discovered this podcast, and I find Maria and her team so refreshing and fun like a Sprite. That was me adding that. They oh, my God. <laughs> and love the variety of topics, all geared for becoming better. I have been going through some transitions in this period of my life, and I'm often looking for various inspiration and ideas of how I can think better and be proactive, or in some cases where needed, relax my grip a bit and let things unfold like Ooh. Maria's toes needed to, you know? Oh, yeah. Love the information, the insight, the experts, and the personalities here. Steph, Stephen, and Kevin. Maria's personality is so personable, and I really resonate with many things she talks about as a bit virtual soul sister-ish. Very entertaining and my new favorite podcast. And thank you, team Better Together, for all you contribute and for all your hard work. I love where she said, like, let go of the grip a little bit. Right? That's so huge. Like, even if that is all you get... It's just to like let go a little and surrender just a little. Oh my God, the peace that you get. I'm so grateful um, that it's it's connecting with people and helping people. I have one on email and you guys can always reach us at better together with Maria at gmail.com. This but is, we do prefer them at Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we do. Apple Podcasts are extra spicy. We love them there. Because also it helps when new people come. It really does help them because you guys are kind of like our cheerleaders. You let them know like, no, no, this is... This is good. <laughs> yeah, think about it from your perspective. You sign on to a podcast because of the reviews a lot of mm-hmm. the time. So yeah, we really love reviews, but so thankful for anything that you guys have to say. This is from Sydney Miller. She says, hey, Maria, Steph, and Steven, I'm Sydney. I'm reaching out to let you guys know that Better Together has had a profound impact on my personal and professional life. Your episodes with Dr. Joe Dispenza, Gabrielle Bernstein, Kelly Casso, and Trevor Moad have literally inspired me to regain control of my life, as well as establish professional goals based on leadership and service. I've been so inspired. And she's been doing all this great career stuff that is just awesome to see. So, so cool. Love it. Thank you, guys. Um, okay, so let's chit-chat about my favorite topics. <laughs> We'll quickly get to Love is Blind and 90 Day Fiancé, although I kind of fell asleep at the end, so maybe we wait on 90 Day Fiancé till next week. I'm just, I love that show. It makes, Kevin and I literally cannot wait till Sunday night so we can watch 90 Day Fiancé. Do you guys have a show that you're like that about? Better Call Saul right now. Oh, yeah. Well, we were going to get to that, but we got into Love is Blind, and we never got to Better Call Saul. So Love is Blind. Anyone in here watching? Mm Mm-mm. No. Oh, for the love of God. I heard it's amazing. Though. Guys, you I all watched, work for me I, at, a, at, at our TV fandom network, and no one's watching the best show on Netflix. I watched one episode of it, and it was an episode where they're all at a pool, and the dude is like... Don't tell me. Wait, how far in are you? I've only seen one pool scene, I think. And and I don't know. Oh, okay. It's just, it seemed like 45 minutes of people like, yeah, love is like this. And our relationship is going to be like this. And this is what it's like. And then it had like two moments that I was like, whoa, this is like super real. Yeah. So it was like 80% eh, and then 20% like worth it. No, guys, 
Kevin and I watched the first episode and the two of us were crying because it was so beautiful. Like what it's every person's dream that someone is going to fall in love with your true essence, Mm -hmm. like who you truly are. Right. And we never are in situations where we are allowed to really get to know each other for who we are and not the exterior component. Right. Right which really prohibits a lot of major connections from happening. And then it also encourages connections that lack that emotional component because you're so addicted to the look or the sex or whatever. (laughs) Steven's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Just in case he doesn't click on his camera to show his like, yeah. Oh, we're on, we're on. Um, So anyhow, so the the premise of the show is love is blind, is love blind. Well, it's like the hypothesis anyway. So you connect with people in pods and there's just a divider between you. So you never see each other. You just talk to each other and you connect or don't connect. And then you'll continue speed dating with people. And, and then you find the one that you really, really like, and you have more and more dates with them. And sometimes one person will have multiple connections like on the bachelor or something. And then they whittle it down and they propose if they so feel through the screen. And then they meet the next day and then they get whisked off to some villa in Mexico. And and from there, you get to see how things change. Because, you know, Stephen behind the pod <gasps> is a whole other Stephen maybe sometimes when he sees you in person. Things change. Now maybe your insecurities come out or, or whatever. Or in the case of one guy, whole, I hate liars. Now, we need Kelly Casso to come back on to discuss the shadow work behind lying and why I hate it so much. I hate it. But but I don't get it because, you know, well, whatever, that's a whole other episode. But anyway, this guy didn't tell the girl he proposed to that he was bisexual. Oh. And so then he springs it on her after they have this, like, amazing moment he proposes they they hug they kiss they're like oh my god it's amazing we're gonna get married in three weeks and and then he springs it on her and then he flips the switch when she's like you know of course naturally like shocked yeah and flips it on her now he says as he's about to say it, he goes <laughs> he was such a manipulator he kept trying to be the victim. So he played the role of nobody ever stays with me once they find out my secret. <laughs> and then he tells it. And then she's, you know, noticeably shaken and like shocked. And he's like, you know, nobody else has a problem with it except for you. You are the devil, basically. And like, and I don't need this shit and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes on the offense and he's. He's aggressively nasty to her because she needs a moment with it. This is the moment I, t- I told you I saw. Yeah. Oh, he was. He, he is. I saw this he, called not, her, he called her a bitch. And then he calls her a bitch. <laughs> gets all assholey with her. And the girl's like, I'm sitting here trying to talk to you about this. Like, I'm trying. You, you aren't even giving me a second to think about this. But it's unbelievable to, it, to watch how someone manipulates someone. He set up the scene to make her feel guilty if she so says that she is, you know, not not okay with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Set it up 
and then flipped the switches on her and made her look like she was the devil and this horrible person for not accepting him. She's like, I haven't even gotten to whether I can accept you or not. You're not even giving me a chance. I was so angry at this person last night. I saw this on on Twitter and it started like a huge conversation because was it? Yeah, because I, I didn't see people, it in real time. Yeah, people are like, it's not biphobic or like you're not afraid of bi people or hateful towards bi people if that's not your sexual preference. And I do think that you owe someone before you, you are, engage them. Yeah. Yeah, especially if, like, the whole point is to really get to know you. It's not like you met at a bar, you hooked up, and you're like, oh, by the way, I I am bi. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, the whole point was for you to know everything about me before we got to this point. I mean, I will say, I will say on his end, his mistakes were made in the latter half, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's easy to jump. It's a reality show. So it's easy to jump into something and be afraid of saying something and then after the fact say it. His what what really turned me off to that person and be like this dude's an asshole is that he wasn't respectful of the position he put her in. Yes, like it's, <laughs> if it's one thing to like wait to tell that later because you know for some people it's not a big deal for some people it's a huge deal. Yeah, but the fact that he told her and then was upset that she needed time to process. Yeah. It, which is ridiculous. It's like everyone has different levels of comfortability with. No, he didn't even like, give her thirty seconds. Yeah, it was even. just like, <laughs> like oof. oh, and that just so shows crazy. true colors. That just shows well, yeah. I mean, here's what it shows: it shows that anytime there's going to be a misunderstanding or an argument or a point of contention, he is just going to go crazy on her and be like, "F you." You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to go home and be like, yeah, that's but I'm a nice guy. Yeah, that's finest. Yeah, yeah. And I don't need this this drama in my life and this this stuff. They come up with all this stuff like, I need to protect me. And it's like, yeah, clearly it's all about you. <laughs> anyway, Sick. the show was amazing. I love it. I think it was really cool <clears throat> how they did it. And it does make me think about how cool it would be to get to know someone without the other stuff first. Yeah, as long as it's a bunch of casting directors choosing 20 really good-looking people, <clears> so I don't have to worry about that. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I just wonder what the show would be like if it was like 20 average singles in America instead of like, hey, let's cast like every dude with a six-pack and every girl Everybody who looks... Everybody wasn't like a 10. Yeah, but I mean, they were sevens and aboves, Maria. If you yeah. weren't with Kevin, so like... All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them young Mer- like younger yeah. maria i like Ch- would you guys. do a show like this <laughs> I used to like chubby guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how i ended up with kevin um uh and you I weren't a like, like a this? tv personality i can't say because it's always easy to say i would never do this or i would never do that 
but because your life went a different way, yeah. right? So if I wasn't, yeah, if I wasn't me and didn't have this path, I don't know, maybe. I'm always up for adventure. I'm down to go on the circle. Have you watched the circle? I watched some I of the circle. I heard that's crazy too. I'd go on that, that in a heartbeat. Yeah. That looks interesting. That's also on Netflix. Anyhow, pretty cool show. I, I recommend it. I mean, me and Kevin with one of the couples, we were crying because it was so beautiful. It was like... It was just, it was really pure love. I loved them. It was like the scientist and this girl. And they were just, oh, it was so sweet. We both were crying. I'm obsessed with you too. <laughs> and they were like holding hands. And I'm like, I love you. So you haven't seen you. the finale yet then? I, no, I've only seen five episodes. Because I hear the finale is amazing. I'm five in. I can't wait to watch the next five. I was basically in a coma yesterday because... We did um, Bar Rescue this week, which, by the way, so if you heard, was it in the Patreon episode we talked about the craziness that went on? No, we haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about it on any episode No, yet? so nope. maybe tomorrow's Patreon episode we can yes. deep dive. Yeah, we have not talked about okay, it. Okay, we'll talk about You've the Bar Rescue me. episode in the Patreon episode tomorrow. If any reason makes you subscribe to our Patreon, this Guys, <laughs> I was put in a position at a bar where a girl laid on the bar in front of me. Another bartender spread her butt cheeks and put a shot in it. And they insisted I have the shot out of her butt. Veronica's face right now is so horrified. And I was like, are you high, you crazy person? And then I went from that to later when the bar got renovated and whatever to doing a boob shot. What? 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 Maria! Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. It was a different atmosphere. Look it was totally you. safe and totally fun. A clean boob shot is totally worth it. No butt shots, but boob <laughs> shots I'm in. Anyway. Steph, who can we book for Better Together to teach us all how to boob do boob shots? shots? I'll look Steven. into it. I'm on it. <laughs> anyway, it's, 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 a, it's a much more intense story than that, but we will share tomorrow on the um, Patreon episode. So yeah, join us on Patreon. But I did... Um, I did the I hosted the Beverly Hills dog show on Saturday and um and I mean it's my favorite day of the year cuz I get to just snuggle every breed of dog from afghans to I I met an a black irish terrier they they look like a mix between like a poodle and a bouvier it was the most gorgeous dog uh bijans squishing P doug the pug <laughs> doug the pug who i did a tiktok with yes. literally yeah, was, was his owner was holding him and he moved his body over to my shoulder and my chest and he laid there with his tongue sticking out and it was like he melted into my body it was the mo oh my god i love love what i get to do with the beverly hills dog show and purina we have so much fun we were at a shelter just last week and I was squishing babies there. And anyhow, I raced from there to go host Tony Robbins' birthday party. And it was all to benefit Operation Underground Railroad. So as I understand it, because a lot was going on and I was, you know, very overwhelmed. It's a gr It started with a group of like Homeland Security, Navy SEALs and those kind of amazing badasses who decided to quit their jobs and go start saving kids from sex trafficking situations. And uh, the story is so intense and so beautiful. Um, Jim Caviezel stars in a movie called freedom 
that is based on the guy, Tim Ballard, that started this. We are going to have Tim Ballard on our show. He is going to educate us on this. It is mind-blowing what goes on in our world. Did you guys know that sex trafficking is a billion-dollar industry? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you guys ever know? Have you ever heard about organ harvesting? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So I've been a journalist. I'm so embarrassed to say that I've never heard of organ harvesting. So I'm at Tony's event. We'll start with the fun stuff. So I'm at Tony's show. Dr. Oz and I are hosting it. People paid tickets for this concert celebration. And the goal was to raise money for this organization. So, and I didn't know anything about the organization. I didn't know anything. I literally read really quickly some top notes on what we were doing as I was driving there. Um, So I get there and soon into the show, Melissa Etheridge starts performing. I became a psycho Melissa Etheridge fan since I started going to Tony Robbins seminars because she performs and her songs. I finally started like, I never listened to the words to songs generally until like recently, last couple of years, but Her songs are so powerful and so meaningful. So I'm standing in the audience waiting to talk and I'm jamming to her and I'm having so much fun. I'm singing all of her songs, belting them out. And then she ends with the song, I'm the only one. And, you know, I'm the only one, whatever. I have no voice right now because I scream so much. Anyway, at the end, I was in such a state where I'm like, Hey, Melissa. And she goes, what? I'm way at the audience and she's on stage. She goes, what? I go, I don't think I'm the only one that wants an encore. (laughs) And she goes, what? She's like, can I? And I'm like, I don't know. Yes. I said so. Yes. So she starts performing another song. The whole crowd starts going wild. I just completely go off script and use my powers. I love. And I'm dancing in the audience and they're dancing and everyone's having so much fun. And so um, we we had so much fun. So then we get to the point where they're showing the work of Operation Underground Railroad. And I'm backstage and I'm watching and I'm watching and I'm getting more and more angry and more and more emotional. And now I'm super confused. And then they start telling me about organ harvesting. And I just lost it in my I literally covered my face and was hysterically crying I couldn't I've never heard of anything like that in my life and they just I was so shocked and so horrified and we went out on stage and we're like behind this you know wall of monitors and it was going to come up and Dr. Oz he's he said something to me and He's like, something like, you still look pretty with tears in your eyes. Because you could see I was super emotional. He was trying to, like, shift my energy. And I'm like, how am I going to shift my energy and go out there? Because this is the part where we had to go help the auctioneer make money. And I get out there, and I'm just, like, in a trance because I'm trying to hold it together. And the auctioneer lady comes out, and she was, you know, first she, like, looked at me, and she goes, I am so moved by your transparency because she must have either seen me crying or just must have felt it and whatever. So she complimented me and said these nice things and then got into the the money raising part. And 
they start going through the tiers. They're like, okay, to save one kid, text to this number, $1,250. You save one child. <clears throat> the next tier was, I don't know, 10000 The next year was twenty. And then it got up to $250,000. You get to be, you get to go on a mission with Tim and like this whole thing. And she's like, okay, <laughs> that's it. Thank you guys so much. Everybody, t- everyone donated. Everyone raised their hands. And I was like, hold on a second. Because <laughs> now I'm like, I have to throw this energy into something. And I'm now going to like change, change some stuff up. I go, we all just saw the most horrific thing. And I know you all just said you donated but I know we have some badasses in the audience. I'm like, where are my badasses? And I was violent as I'm saying this. And I'm looking around. I go, where are my badasses? Who's going to stand up and donate $250,000 right now? And I'm looking and it's like silent. And then someone pops up and it's AJ Gupta. Our AJ Gupta, who's been on the oh. show. And he stood up and I texted him because I said to him, I know you did it for the kids, but I know you also didn't want to let me down. <laughs> you, knew, you knew he was like saving me, poor thing, like up on stage, putting myself out there, being like, come on, come on. And then this woman stands up. And I'm like, yes. And then another woman stands up. Yes. And then another. And then another. All at $250,000 wow. each. So the goal was to raise $12 million. I start bringing them up on stage. I go, you all, you deserve to be on stage with us. Get up on stage. And then I look at everyone. I go, I want to find a way to get all. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Love you up here. Let's fill this stage on behalf of these kids. I got eight $250,000 people. And then I could tell them like, okay, that's, that's as far as we're going to get. I go, where are my dynamic duos? Because the, the guy, Tim Ballard, when he went into one of the situations, there was a little girl and he was undercover and he gave her a chocolate bar. And he saw she she cut it in half and she gave it to a little boy. These kids were starving. To the fact that she split it in half and didn't take it for herself, he goes, I realized that they were brother and sister. Long story short, he and his wife ended up adopting them. Oh, wow. So I thought of them. I go, where are my dynamic duos like them? I said, two of you come together to make 250. Where are you? You're going to make friends for a lifetime. You're going to come together and you're going to save all these kids. All these people start jumping up dynamic duos then they all get up on the stage and tons of them and then they're like okay maria rap rap we got to get to the rest of the show and i'm like no i got more money i know i got more money on the table so then i get 
$50,000 people, they fill the stage. Then I'm like, I know there are $25,000 people out there. Get up on stage. The stage was filled. We raised $18 million. It was so unbelievable to see so many people pour their hearts out and and feel the energy of that room. And it's the same energy you feel at Tony's seminars. I've always said this, when I'm there, I feel so safe because I know that everybody in that room has the same goal. It's to be better and and it's safe because we all want to get better together, just, which is so funny. Just to do the math for you, Maria, if it's twelve fifty per kid, $18 million is 14,400 children. That were saved. Yeah. Thank you. And so it was a wild, wild, unbelievable night. They never expected. And Tony, I got so many messages like, you know, they were really, really, really grateful because I don't think anybody expected me to do that. No, it's and really vulnerable. It's almost and like being bold is a good move for Maria. Being bold. I know. But I, I do that. I am really good at hustling money at charities I've like seen. that. Yeah. <laughs> you I've saw with seen. The ch- but I, I've done it so many times that I didn't realize it was, um, I don't know, something just came over me. It was, it was just different. But those people in that audience all had that spirit. And it was so special. So we're going to do an episode on Operation Underground Railroad because you all need to know what's going on out there. And... Um, the, and forget just the dark parts of it, the beauty in the story of Tim Ballard's family, which you will see on the big screen and you will be able to say, I knew before, um, is really cool. So anyway, that is that we're going to get to our interview with Dr. Lena Wen. She's an emergency physician, public health leader, passionate advocate for patient centered healthcare reform, which we have another episode in store for you with, um, Dr. Wen for mul- many reasons we'll share with you later, but we're definitely tied on time now. She's the author of the critically acclaimed book, When Doctors Don't Listen. She's uh, got a really great TED Talk on transparency in medicine, which has over 2 million views. I watched it. It was amazing. And in 2019, she was named one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. Today, we're going to talk to her, of course, about the coronavirus and everything we need to know to be prepared for everything and anything. Without further ado, here's Dr. Wen. Hi, Dr. Wen. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, I'm happy to, especially on this really important topic right now. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I found myself the other day, well, nothing's funny about this. Uh, I found myself the other day starting to research what goods and what food is made in China, in Italy, what's imported here that we need to be concerned with. And it started to spark, I know it's like a very extreme way to look at things at this point, but it started making me realize that this is something that's concerning me. I don't know how to prepare. I'm somebody who likes to be prepared. I'm a producer and I'm a, you know, a think aheader. (laughs) (laughs) And so we wanted a professional to come onto the show, A, to let us know how worried do we need to be and B, how do we prepare? Because we talk about it on the show here all the time. When we know better, we do better. That's a great model. And I'm happy to help with that. So I'm really happy to answer any of your questions. This is a quickly developing, quickly evolving situation. 
which I think is important to point out because we only found out about this novel coronavirus, COVID-19. It only started appearing a few months ago. And so there is a lot that we don't know, but there is a lot that we know already. And so I'm happy to talk about those things. So what do we know about this virus and how it's transmitted? So this is a coronavirus. I'm going to refer to it interchangeably as COVID-19, which is the specific name for it, and as coronavirus, because that's how many people know it as. But this is one of several types of coronaviruses. It's not the only coronavirus. Actually, a few of the types of coronavirus that are very common cause the cold um, and are part of just what already exists. So coronavirus COVID-19 is a respiratory illness. So think about it the same way that we might think about influenza, the flu. So someone who is sick with the flu, they cough, they sneeze, you're standing close to them. And I know this sounds a little bit gross, but the droplets that you are sneezing and coughing land in that person's face and they end up getting sick as a result. Now, some other ways that people could get it, you could cough and sneeze into your hand and then shake someone else's hand. Or you cough and sneeze, you touch your face, and then you touch a mug and then give that mug to someone else and they might get it that way as well. So know that it's caused by the respiratory route. Again, think of it as the cold or or the flu. And, um, and it's important to note that it cannot be transmitted, as far as we know, through food or through items that are made um, in other countries. And so you were mentioning at the beginning of the show about goods Mm -hmm. that were produced in other countries. Um, Even though this novel coronavirus can live on surfaces, by the time that um, an object is shipped from one country to another, I've also gotten questions about mail, about can you get it from opening the mail from other places? Yeah. extremely unlikely that that would happen. The respiratory route, standing close to someone who has the virus, or again, sneezing into your hand and shaking someone's hand, those are the most common routes. And that's why the best things that we can do to prevent us each from getting coronavirus is the same thing that we would do in flu and cold season, which is wash your hands more and touch your face less. So the average person touches their face many times um, in in a single minute. And so practice touching your face less and wash your hands with warm water and soap for at least 20 to 30 seconds. Stay home if you're sick. Avoid others who may be sick themselves um, and just take good common sense precautions. So I heard that you have to wash your hands uh, the length of singing happy birthday twice. That's extreme, is it not? It feels like a long time. (laughs) But then again, people are talking about, I mean, I've seen the kind of the questions that that are popping up on the internet. I hear the questions from my patients and people are thinking about much more extreme measures. And we're talking about hand washing. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest precautions can make the biggest difference. So should be should we be wearing masks? Should we be wearing gloves? Should we be avoiding shaking hands? I'm shocked people still want to shake my hand. I'm always like looking at them like, please don't, please don't. <laughs> well, this is a really good question, and I'm getting questions about masks all the time, as I'm sure um, as I'm sure you are as well. The answer is that the everyday person should not be wearing masks, should not be going to stores and stocking up on masks. Here's who should be wearing masks. 
healthcare workers should be wearing masks and a particular type of mask. And the reason is that they are directly exposed to people who are coughing and sneezing into their face. Mm-hmm. They may be performing procedures on people who have who are spewing respiratory droplets. And it is really important for healthcare workers to be wearing appropriate precaution, um, um, these, this particular type of mask called the N95 mask. But it's not useful to the everyday person. And in fact, maybe um, it's counterintuitive as to why, but here's why. Most people are not used to wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And you may end up adjusting your face a lot more. And that's actually what could spread the um, that what, what what could spread this virus. The other reason too is wearing a mask may give you a false sense of security. When in fact a lot of the masks that are mass produced are not that helpful for protecting you in the first place. So do not go out and stock up on masks. In fact, do what... As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Public health experts and doctors know to be the most effective, which is wash hands more and touch face less. Mm -hmm. So the president has said that they are working with pharmaceutical companies to come up with a vaccine quickly. Do you think that that will happen quick enough to help us? Well, developing a vaccine is important, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. The best estimates that we have for developing a vaccine are on the order of 12 to 18 months, which is already <laughs> very fast by vaccine development standards. But a vaccine is meant to prevent you from getting an illness. That's why when you get the flu vaccine or the measles vaccine, it prevents you from getting those particular diseases. Mm-hmm. If we don't have a vaccine anytime soon, we should look at other methods of preventing this illness. And that includes washing hands, not touching your face, avoiding going out when you're sick, coughing and sneezing into your sleeve instead of out into the open. And you were asking about handshakes, too. There is an argument to be made in flu season, just like now. Maybe it's time to reduce the handshaking and the kissing on the side of the face for now. And um, the elbow bump is a good public health measure. (laughs) Yeah, I do the elbow bump as much as I can, but sometimes they get me too quickly. Um, Question about um, airplane and air travel. Should we be limiting our air travel right now? Yeah, this is a good question and a difficult one to answer for a couple of reasons. One is that it's this is such a quickly developing situation. Just a couple of days ago, the U.S. announced new travel guidance and new travel re- restrictions to certain parts of the world. And that could change. 
as there are outbreaks arising in other parts of the world, as there are outbreaks that are controlled in, in parts, the travel guidance from the U.S. government could change. And I certainly would advise for everyone to heed that travel guidance when when making their own plans and to keep on checking back because things are changing and evolving very quickly. Now, planes in general are the air on the plane is safe. I've been asked this question, too, about, well, what about breathing the air? You're not going to get coronavirus or another respiratory illness if you're seated in row 10 and somebody in row 50 has the illness. It's not a question of circulated air. But a plane is a closed and relatively confined space where you are sitting close to other people. So if the person sitting next to you or in front of you or behind you is ill and they're coughing and sneezing, you could certainly get sick that way. And so it is a question that you have to ask yourself about your own need to travel at this time, your own risk tolerance. And certainly when it comes to travel to specific parts of the world, make sure that you check the travel guidance. The best mm-hmm. place to get that information is from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention at www.cdc.gov. Yeah, I heard that the people who are most at risk are the elderly and, of course, anyone who is sick. So mm-hmm. if you are relatively healthy, they say that, you know, it's something that you could contract and get rid of very easily. Is that true? Again, I want to stress that this is a relatively new illness. Mm-hmm. And so I will tell you what we know based on the existing information, but this could change. What we know so far um, with the cases that have been reported in other countries, particularly in China, where there were um, tens of thousands of of cases, there have been tens of thousands of cases. What we know is that this new coronavirus, COVID-19, seems to particularly be severe for older people and people with underlying medical conditions. So far, it does not appear to be the most severe for young people or children or other people who are relatively healthy. And what we know, too, is about 80% of people who get this illness have mild illnesses. They can recover at home. It may be similar to them for a um, to a cold. And in fact, some people who have COVID-19 may not even know that they have it. They may have such mild symptoms or no symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. But about 20% of people <clears throat> who get it will get very sick. Um, And at least those are the numbers that we know so far. And so those individuals will require hospitalization. Some people will require being put on ventilators and a small proportion of those individuals will die. Um, So far, the death rate looks like it's about 2%. And so I say all this because, yes, it is true that the individuals who get the sickest are those who are the most vulnerable because of underlying chronic ongoing medical problems and who are older. But there have also been cases of relatively young people who have gotten ill and have died too. So it's something that we really should watch carefully, the same way that we would watch something like the flu as well. So should we be supplementing ourselves with, you know, vitamin C and such to keep our immune system strong to combat It is important for us to keep our immunity strong. Um, The evidence about different herbal alternative medications um, is, you know, is, is, um, it's not necessarily scientifically evidence-based, but there are things that we can each do to keep ourselves healthy, regular exercise, eating well, 
and importantly, avoiding areas where there are where there are individuals who are ill mm-hmm. and taking precautions into our own hands that way too. If we are sick and maybe we have a cold, maybe we have the flu, we should be staying at home and, um, and, and not spreading it to others too. Yeah. What advice do you have for parents right now who have kids who are going to school and then also I mean, what if the kids are sick? Now you're taking them to the doctors and hospitals where other people who are infected could be there. How do you handle all of this? Well, first, the good news about COVID-19 and children is that it appears that even though children have been infected in other countries with coronavirus, they have not been extremely ill. um, And this does not appear to be something that uh, particularly affects children. Um, which is good news. Um, right now, what parents should do is continue to do as you normally would in cold and flu season. As in, if your child is sick, you probably should not be sending them to school anyway. Um, you should call your doctor before you go into the doctor's office because maybe you could avoid a trip to the doctor's office or or to the hospital. Um, and you should try to avoid other people around you who are ill as well. One more thing to do that is particularly important right now. Um, a lot has happened even in the last week with coronavirus, with new cases that have just been discovered in New York, Rhode Island, Illinois, um, up and down the West Coast in California, Oregon, Washington State. Um, there might be more cases. In fact, there will be more cases as we do more testing here in the U.S. And already school districts and schools have closed out of an abundance of caution. So something that parents could do for those with school-age kids is to think about a plan. If your kid's school is going to be closed, can you also telecommute? Um, what might, what other things can you do to keep your kids occupied in this time? Um, this is a good time for everyone to start about their own preparation when it comes to their own lives. Um, and um, and thinking about your telecommuting plans, how to take care of your children and those who are elderly um, is is important too. Yeah, well, I was thinking about it in terms of my parents who are my kids. My mom has brain cancer. My dad is diabetic. So I'm trying to now move forward with getting extra medications for them so I have a supply. God forbid something was to happen. Is that overreacting? <laughs> Not at all. Um, That is a a very good common sense precaution to be taking that everyone should have a 30 day supply of their medications anyway. Um, That's what we should be doing anyway for any emergency. This is also one way to think about this, that coronavirus or any kind of disease outbreak is one particular type of emergency. But imagine if we're also preparing for a bad winter storm or a hurricane. There's also a disaster preparedness plan for that too. And in all of these situations, it's smart to have a supply mm-hmm. of medications in case you can't go outside or in case the pharmacies are, are, are closed. And, um, and I would certainly encourage for people to have on hand at least a week's worth of food supplies and potable water that they can keep so that if you're told to try to stay at home, you can stay at home and have those supplies at the ready as well. Dr. Wen, I know you're very tight on time. I have one last question for you. When you think of all of the other pandemic situations, the the SARS, the Zika. Um, Zika, the Ebola, all of these different massive issues we've had in our world, where does corona stack up? And 
Do you feel like it will be something similar to those where it will be quickly um, handled, I guess? At the moment, we just don't know. Um, SARS ended up being um, able to be contained. And the other illnesses that you mentioned are different in different ways because they have different ways that they are being that they are transmitted um, and they affect different populations. So I think it's hard for us to compare to the other illnesses, the other epidemics in the past. Um, what is important to to say is that for coronavirus, um, it is quickly evolving. It does appear to be something that's highly transmittable, meaning that it is contagious, very contagious, and um, and it, and affects. It looks like so far one person who has the illness will affect two to three other people. It also is something that causes mild or no symptoms, which on the one hand is good because some people will recover without any any incident and may not even have any symptoms. But on the other hand, makes testing very challenging because someone could well be in the community and spreading it to others mm. without knowing that they have the illness in the first place. So this is quickly evolving and we have to be vigilant and follow the advice of our local public health officials because things are changing very quickly. Yeah, that's what I saw in the news this morning. A couple people were tested twice. They were told they did not have it. They were retested again and they did have it. And now there's like an entire blame game going on. So it's scary to think that people could get a clearance, go home to somebody who is vulnerable, and now it just spreads from there. It's It seems like we don't really have a good handle on it yet. Well, and also I think for testing, um, it's possible that when they got tested the first time, it was so early in the incubation period, which is the period between when someone first is exposed and when they end up developing that illness. Um, so if they got tested very early in that period, mm. it's possible that the test will be negative. But that's not the fault of the test or the person who did the test. It's just a question of disease progression, the same way that it is for any other illness. Um, I do think the U.S. needs to do a lot better with providing a lot more tests so that doctors, patients, so people can have access to testing. Um, but again, this is a relatively new illness and we all have to do our part to prepare for it. Dr. Wen, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you have a crazy schedule. Um, and we look forward to having you in studio for a longer um, episode on a whole other topic, which I'm very passionate about as well, based on your book, When Doctors Don't Listen. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Dr. Wen didn't have a lot of time or I would have asked her a thousand more questions. But uh, what have we learned? That... I'm really happy to know that it's like the flu or the cold. Like you can be preventative as much as you can. Whereas I, this morning I was like, oh, I could get it anywhere. Like there's nothing I can really do. But mm -hmm. those little things I think can really keep you safe for as, as much as we can. I, I feel more in control. I feel like a lot of people like to compare where things are happening to the, to America and say that they're going to happen on the same level. But like when you when I really examine it, it's like in, in China where this first happened, you have so many people in one enclosed place and then they actually quarantined all those people in that city, which doesn't really help to prevent other people from getting sick. And then the people who escape and people escaped and all that. It's like 
America, we're so we're not like so enclosed. Even in Los Angeles, where we have space between us, so like you're not going to be necessarily in contact with a lot of people who are sick all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think like as as long as people are like taking care of themselves, like she said, I think there's not as much worry. But it's still good to be prepared. Yeah, I um, I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'm a little worried for a lot of reasons because I feel like the economy. I mean, the the market dropped to the lowest since it's been since 2008 when, you know, shit hit the fan, if you remember. Um, And with schools closing and things like that in other countries and knowing that that could happen here, then that's like a ripple effect, right? The domino effect just starts and economically we will end up in in difficulties. Well, the good news is the economy, the, the stock market dropped by the same amount, but it didn't drop to the same level, right? So like it's been on an upward swing for a very long time now yeah. so that this drop isn't going to affect us too much. Plus, the good news is, is over the past four years, America has been taking a lot of its circuit in- industry and different kind of industries away from China and moving them back to American soil. So this actually isn't hitting us as hard as it would have had we not started making those changes. So it's, I think it's, I think we've done enough preemptive measures that it's not going to hit our economy much worse than it did just now. Mm -hmm. However, human beings are very predictive in overreactions and kind of doing things that can have negative effects in the long run that are worse than the effects of what are actually being reacted to. So I'm more worried about people overreacting and having the economy crash further based on something that's actually hypothetical. Yeah, I'm walking the line of overreacting. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think that it is smart to be prepared. Meanwhile, she said, don't touch your face. And I've been itching my face. I did it constantly. (laughs) So I think you know, let's really be vigilant about washing our hands. If you do have to travel, right? You can't say nobody can go out and say don't travel because then the airline industry is going to crash. Like, yeah, you can't. It's scary. Yeah. So if you're going to travel, like I, I don't know what's going to happen. My parents are supposed to travel back east in April. We'll revisit that when it's closer, but. They may have to get in a car and go cross country. I don't know. Or not go at all because my mom's sick. You can't risk that, right? Which, by the way, update on my mom. I don't know if we shared this yet. No. But my mom's MRI, I mean, I don't know what we're seeing anymore. I see some dots on there. It went from this massive tumor to these little dots. And Dr. Oz looked at it the other night and he goes, that's just like necrosis. That's like just death. And so... She's doing incredible. We are having like a complete miracle. Um, so thank you to everyone who has been so sending it prayers. Like, literally is the best thing ever. Yeah. The <laughs> Saturday night, even after taking my my beautiful muscle relaxer to save my foot, I had a dream that she was walking perfectly and she was standing up straight. I shit you not. <laughs> I come downstairs yesterday and she's in my dining room alone, which never happens, walking straight. And I go, oh, my God. So anyway, um, I have to be concerned about her and keeping her safe. And so I am going to be washing hands thoroughly. I am going to be getting at least two months supplies of their medications to be safe. Yeah, because you have both parents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a diabetic can't live without insulin. Uh -uh. He will die, literally. So I am going to do that. And um, I was going to stockpile on, like, goods, like dry goods and water 
I don't think I'm going to go go there just yet, but I feel like maybe a couple bottles like of almond milk beans. and water, yeah, just so we have a little extra. I mean, yeah, it's I it's, think... it's good because your parents are immunocompromised, so it is yeah. like very important. But like, I will say, Kevin. Uh, had his phone out and he had the MRI in front of me. Mm-hmm. And guys, just so like you guys can put in perspective, if the brain is the size of the United States, she had straight up Texas taken out of her head with like a white spot. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah. Like it's like gone. And the doctors are shocked. They're like, we've never seen an immune response like that before. And her radiologist is convinced that the work we did in Mexico to support her immune system, because this is what people don't talk about. This is just my gut. This is how I feel, right? But obviously we're having results. So I'm sharing it. Your body gets cancer, right? Your immune system is compromised. You're sick. And then Western world comes in and says, okay, you have this issue. We're going to barrage you with all these medications that also are going to have negative effects as well as their positive effects. The body already is so weak, it can't handle all of that, right? So if you don't support the immune system and give it the good things that it needs, right? Because also you're not going to eat as well when you're not feeling well, like that all goes hand in hand. You need to do that. So that's why I always say East meets West is best. So we first sent her to Mexico, supported her immune system, did some more intense things that we you know, we're trying some different brain lasers and stuff. But I think the biggest thing that we did was like the high dose vitamin C's and high dose turmeric's and all the homeopathics and the benagenes and all of these supplements. Um, we supported her immune system so that when the drugs hit, they didn't have the adverse, necessarily the adverse effects. I mean, she did lose body, um, you know, she was paralyzed and stuff, but like her immune system stayed strong. And so they said, you know, they see that that was such a big part of this. So I yeah. share that in case it helps. I, I always tell people, please. Your dad's like amazing with diabetes and everything. Your mom's now beating stage four brain cancer. Maria, I think you're going to live to like 140. Uh, like, I'm no, I'm the one who probably <laughs> won't because I'm the one who has to take care of everybody. I'm the one who's tired. No, but I but think it's I'm your kidding, approach of like flipping healthcare, the way we approach healthcare, where it's yeah. like, we're not just doing what we're told anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going, we're being proactive and being like, Wait, that doesn't make sense. If yeah. I'm losing X amount of energy or vitamins, whatever it may be, then I need to supplement that. That's so it. it makes perfect sense. Also, it has to be your love too. You love your parents so much. <laughs> that do. is real. It's true. <laughs> I thought it was like it's the true. midnight harvest goat sacrifice that's really been doing it. <laughs> that's probably it. I think the homeopathic goat sacrifice has been the Steven. biggest change. <laughs> Stop, you psycho. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm wearing my hat backwards. I didn't realize there was like a little thing back here. Anyhow, guys, um, sorry for being all over the board. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. I hope this will put you, a, this actually put me at ease a little bit. Good. Um, I will say that I know they don't really know anything because, you know, it is still new. But I feel like our country is generally pretty good at handling crisis. Me too. I mean, more than any other country. Um, That's um, one of Dr. And I'm Le- counting on that. Lena when she uh, wrote a, an opinion on Washington Post, and it was about just trusting the process, trust the public officials right now that are taking control because 
the worst thing we could do is just lose trust Mm -hmm. and then lose kind of the momentum that we're trying to build. Well, and hopefully because Trump wants to be (laughs) reelected. He does this right. He's going to realize that this is his do or die moment. Like he has to do this right. Let's believe in science. I believe. (laughs) Please. I believe. Use science. (laughs) That somehow, some way we will be fine, guys. And uh, thank you for joining us as always. And I hope you guys have an amazing, blessed day, corona-free day. And uh, Drink enjoy- Dos Equis. Yeah. Join- don't- no, why is everyone banning con- Coronas? I still like my Coronas. I mean, you just advocated for a corona-free day, Maria. <laughs> yeah, well. Throwing out my six-pack now. Oh, my Lord, Stephen. Thank you, guys. Of course. Oh, please help us by rating, commenting, and subscribing to the show. Um, if you love it, if you love the show, tell a friend. Um, in the meantime, if you want to stay up to date with Dr. Lena Wen, you can check out our website, drlenawen.com. That's Lena, L-E-A-N-A. Um, and if you want Corona updates, the CDC is maintaining a traveler's health notice. Uh, the World Health Organization has a website for Outbreak News. We'll post all of these links in the summary to I make her, it easy for you. I have you. her Twitter, too. It's at drlenawen, so D-R-L-E-A-N-A-W-E-N. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> that was my line. You stole my line. I mean, shes I didn't find it. She sent it on Skype to make sure that we shouted it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. God. All right, guys. Uh, we are a bunch of clowns. <laughs> All right. Uh, follow us at Maria Menunos at Dr. Lena Wen, L-E-A-N-A. W-E-N at Steph Sabra at Stephen Lemieux Fetto and remember be nice people make good choices and be present <laughs>